if do you actually want people to buy what it is you're selling? Then it's time for us to build community. And that's a very different feeling where you're actually investing in the people, you're you're starting conversations, you're commenting in genuine ways. Yes, it's a lot of work. Like it's not easy. And I always say, like, even the clients who outsource to us, like, they'll be like, Well, I just want you to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's it's not a I take care of it. It's a we collaborate. Hey babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so freaking excited today because I have a beautiful and crazy funny Christina on the podcast today. Christina, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what the heck do you do? Oh, Jillian, you're the sweetest. I am Christina Bartold. I am the CEO of The Social Snippet, a small social media agency based outside of Toronto. And I work with entrepreneurs to help them build their digital communities using social media and podcasting. And I'm so lucky, Jillian, to be here. I love being in your sphere. I love being in your influence. And I tell everybody about how amazing you are. So I'm I'm grateful to be here with you today. Oh my gosh, same. I'm always like, do you guys know Christina? I feel like you and I are both just like super connectors. Like, can we just both just give ourselves like pats on the back? Like, I think in this space, you and I are just like obsessed with community and we're also obsessed with just connecting people. And I want to like actually start the podcast out there Mm. because I feel like so many people in this space are like, they don't have that abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you and I are just huge on, I want to connect you to this person and I want you to meet this person and this person does this. And like, that is why I believe that our communities are the way that they are and why you and I have grown the way that we have. But like, where does that come from for you? You know, what's funny today, actually, RT Custer and I were chatting yeah, and he, he said to me, oh, like, give me something you're grateful for. And we were in an FM call and I said, oh, you know what? This week I have 11 discovery calls. Mm-hmm. And he was like, 11. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what What do you think you did that drew that? And I was like, oh, I'm just huge into reciprocity. Like they were 11 based on referrals. And it's because I refer for everybody. Like yeah. if anybody tells me they have a problem, I have a solution for them. Like mm-hmm. I have somebody in mind for them. And I so gladly give it. And I think you touched on a good point there where the abundance mindset's so critical for that because there's enough room for all of us to eat. Like mm-hmm. there is enough for all of us to have clients. Some of my best relationships are with other social media or podcasting agencies. And it's because there's enough for all of us to thrive. And so that's where it comes from for me. Yeah, it's so true. I had a, a call right before you and it was a connection call and she was a sales coach and she was looking to get into this space. And she was like, you know, I've been following you for a really long time. And I was really hesitant to reach out. And like, I know that you're a sales coach and like, I hate to say this, but like, I really want to build like kind of what you're 
doing? And she was like, really like kind of hesitant to say it. And I was like, amazing. Like, let's link arms. I'd love to help you. And she was like, you wouldn't feel weird about that. Like helping me build like a coaching business, like around sales. Like that's what you do. And I was like, girl, first of all, I don't want to work that hard. So I do not want to serve. <laughs> I don't want to serve a million fucking people. And two, like your people are going to find you. So no, I absolutely want to help you grow your sales business. And just like you said, some of my best friends in this space are sales coaches, sales mm-hmm. mentors, because I also get to learn from them. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's a big piece is like, there is something to learn from everybody. And mm-hmm. I think people get so wrapped up. And I think honestly, it's, it's a scarcity. Like people get so wrapped up in scarcity that they feel like they can't make referrals that they can't talk to people about things. And that doesn't serve anybody. And we see that like even on social, right? Like resharing things. I've had clients and I will say past clients mostly who I've worked with where they're fearful of sharing things that maybe a competitor has posted. And yeah, you know, you don't want to jack their stuff. I totally get it, but there's nothing wrong where with, if you're a sales coach, I'm a sales coach and you say something so meaningful that my audience is going to benefit from. Yes. Reshare it because someone's going to choose to work with me because they want to work with me and they're in my energy and they're going to choose to work, even though I'm not a sales coach and they're going to choose to work with you because they're in your energy. And I think when we would navigate that, we're in such a better spot. Yeah. I had a one-on-one client that I worked with for a very long time. And every day, if you guys know me, I share out like my agenda, right? What I'm doing, I'm always like, Hey, I have a podcast with Taylor. I have a podcast with Christina. I'm working with Kelly. Like I'm doing all the things right. And always I would tag this one person and she would never reshare that her and I were working together. And it was interesting because she'd been a very long one-on-one client. And finally, one day I just like called her out. I was like, you reshare like everybody else's stuff, but you never reshare like the days that you and I have one-on-one calls together. Why is that? And she was like, well, I don't want my audience knowing who my coach is because I don't want them hiring you instead of hiring me. And I was like, girlfriend, That is like such the wrong message to have because one, I want them to know who you're learning from. Like, I want my people to know who my mentors are. I want them to be like, holy shit, that's who she's working with. I want to actually learn from her because maybe I'm not ready to invest in you mm-hmm. know, Chris Harder or Lori Harder or Lindsay Schwartz or whoever, but I know that Jill is getting poured into that person. So like, yeah, it's just like, it's such a crazy mindset. I know this podcast went in a totally different direction, but no. like, I love having that just like that abundance mindset. You also never know who knows who. Like, that's also a piece that I think people totally forget is like the world is so small. And so I can even think of somebody and and this is a low vibe example, but they've worked with many people I've worked with and every single one of them has had a bad experience. Yes. So that's not someone I'm going to hire. That's not someone I'll make a referral for. That's not someone I'm excited about. Right. But in the same way, like Jillian, kind of how you and I got connected was everyone I talked to was like, oh my gosh, do you know Jillian? Like this is Jillian's like show. Like she does this. This is like her sales process. Like this is how, you know, my, our mutual friend, Sarah Janzel, right? She loves Sarah. We love Sarah. And Sarah was like, oh my gosh, like Jillian fucked me up. Like we had this conversation and I was messed up by it. And I'm like, I want to be messed up by it. Like that's awesome. Right. So I think I'm putting it on my next sales page. You want to get messed up? (laughs) too many meetings, I think, but, um, you know, I think like our, our reputations are like really precede us. And when we do things with like good hearts and as hokey and woo woo as that sounds, we do things with good hearts and good intentions. I'm a big believer that that comes back to us in our businesses. 
It is so true too. And before we actually dive into like what you actually do, mm. I actually want to talk about you and I are both huge advocates also in like masterminds. Yeah. I know you are in not only my mastermind, but you're also in another mastermind. And I think so many people that are listening to this podcast right now think it has to be one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in one-on-one mentorship. So I'm actually not ready for a mastermind or I'm in a mastermind. So I'm not ready for one-on-one coaching. And I know me personally, I've had the same one-on-one mentor forever. I just recently switched huge deal in my world, but I had the same one-on-one mentor forever. And I was always in masterminds at the same time because it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. They're two mm-hmm. very different mm-hmm. things. And I know your business has grown tremendously because you've been in masterminds. I mean, I've even seen it in my own mastermind. Like you've gotten clients out of it. You've gotten Mm -hmm. referrals out of it. You've gotten networking out of it. Why are masterminds so crucial in your business? Yeah. And I will tell everyone the same thing. Like I, I think everyone should be always in some kind of mastermind. And the reason for that is partially because I think you know, there's amazing connections that come out of it. You never know who you're going to meet. Every single mastermind we've ever done, I've made my investment back and then some from the room. And I don't even pitch and I never pitch. I never go in being like, hello, I'm a social media, like queen, like come with me. I'm just like, hello, I'm here. And this is what I can talk about. And I'm willing to pour into you and people like come flocking, which is amazing. But also I think there's something really amazing to learn and be surrounded by the energy of people who are, you know, also in the same space as you, right? Like when we're all like entrepreneurs, we're all talking about what we're struggling with, what we're excited about. And you never know what someone doesn't know or knows that you know or don't know, right? So I think that's the magic of being in a mastermind is that, yeah, sometimes it's really about the coach and the container that they put on. I've been in masterminds like yours, right? Where you put so much love into it and people are, are really respond to that and they're, they want to make you proud and they're showing up. And I've been in masterminds where people don't give one toot about the actual coach, but we give toots about each other. And so I think it's really about, you know, being in community with other people and then using one-on-one coaches is so important as well. And that's an amazing way to level up. But for me right now, masterminds have been an amazing way to not only grow like our business, but our impact, our network, because that person might not need your service, but one person away might. And so that's been pretty amazing. Yeah, me too. And it's, it's interesting that you say that too, about like, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And, you know, my very first mastermind was almost two years ago, which was Fast Foundations back when Kristen Lori Harder, you know, owned it. And I am still getting clients from that. Yeah. Like they've heard me on Chris's podcast or somebody in that very first round has referred me out. I just had Paige Lawrence on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, oh, I heard about you because you were in the Fast Foundations like two years ago with somebody. Like it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. like how it still works. So yeah, if you are not in a mastermind, you guys find one, get in one. It is, it'll do miracles for your business. And also like every mastermind is different. Just like Christina said, right? Like mm. I've been in masterminds where there is no community aspect. Like you're really just in like a glorified coaching program. That's not a real mastermind guys. I hate to say mm. it. Right. And then, so really do your homework too, and see like, what are you looking for and find it, whether it's, you know, mine or is, you know, one that Christina's in or it's fast foundations or it's just roses or whoever. It's like, find a mastermind that fits really good for you. But the people inside of it will absolutely skyrocket your business if you're in the right one for sure. Totally. And just one last thought on that too, Jill, is just like also the energy that you bring into the mastermind is what you're going to get out of it. So like if you are going in and you don't show up and you're like not all there, then that's what, that's what you're going to get back. Yes. But if you go all in and you're having discovery calls or connection calls with people and you're just pouring in, like I always offer in every mastermind I'm in, I offer half an hour social media audits and I do not pitch. And even at the end, there was one woman in the mastermind I was in, she was like, what was the purpose of this for you? 
And I was like, oh, community, like now you're in my network. Like I'm excited about your business. I'm bought into what you're doing. If I ever hear someone that needs your service, I'm so happy to make a referral. And she's like, right. But I don't think I'm I'm going to need social media services. And I'm like, that's okay. Like okay. I, that's, that's fine. And then two weeks later, she's like, I'm just wondering about this. Do you think you do this? And I'm like, I do this. Yeah. And she's like, I'd love to hire you. And I was like, that wasn't the point of all of this, but I love that that's where that's led. Right. Like it, but I think it's like, if you go into it, treating it like a meat market, like, yes. and you're like, oh, I'm like, I need to get five clients out of this to make the investment worth it. Like yes. I needed, then that is a different energy. And people feel that then, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to pour in mm-hmm. who knows what'll pour out. And yeah. I think that's a very different energy. Yeah. So I know, you know, my very good friend, Alex street. Yes. Yeah. So Alex street and I were in the same mastermind together and him and I always talk about this. It's like the people who have, we have gained from our mastermind, the community that we have gained him, Alex and I have the same energy as you, right? We went into the mastermind, we poured in, we did free trainings, we did free masterclasses. We actually did a couple of things joint together and we grew our network so much. We grew our community so much. We collaborated so much versus the people that you could tell that were in there were literally just like, like you said, treating it like a meat market. Mm -hmm. And that only lasts for as long as that mastermind is gone. Right now the mastermind's over. You don't even hear about those people anymore where I'm still like talking to these people in network communicating. So it is, it is so true. And this is the other thing. If you're going to join a mastermind, go all in because the Mm. true definition of a mastermind is mastering of the minds. So if you sign up for a mastermind and then you don't show up on the calls, you're not really doing yourself a disservice, but you're actually doing a disservice for everybody else in there, Mm -hmm. you know? So like my mastermind, for an example, once a month, we do like breakout rooms where you go into breakout rooms and you guys mastermind each other's businesses and you guys get to work. Well, if I have 20 people in there and 10 people don't show up, you're not only doing a disservice to yourselves, but you're actually doing a disservice to everybody else in there. So Mm -hmm. really making sure that you're all in on anything that you really sign up for. And I have gone to mastermind calls, like especially with sales and social, Jill, where like I'll talk to somebody and I'll, like the conversation is not even about social media. And I'm like, oh, yeah. have you tried to do this in your stories? And they're like, oh my God, that was so impactful. And it's like, oh, if I hadn't been there, like where would they have learned that? Or totally. I heard something I, did, I needed to hear there and I wasn't anticipating that, but like, wow, I'm so glad I was there. Yeah. So good. So good. So you are obviously like the community builder and everybody is so focused on social media. They're focused on vanity metrics. They're so they're focused on like, how can I make this real go viral? Let's talk about why those things are actually not the important things to focus Mm -hmm. on when you're building a community, which then essentially will lead to sales. Totally. Well, I'll tell you this because I I think you've experienced this and seen this too, right? Like there are people who have 50,000 followers on Instagram who make no money. 100%. Yeah. And so it's, I always ask people, you know, I'll do discovery calls with with folks and uh, they'll be like, oh, like I just want to blow up on social. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean to you? What does blowing up on social mean? And they're like, I want 10,000 followers, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why? They're like, okay, well, I just want, I want that number. I'm like, if you want the number, well, I'll buy that for you today. It'll cost yeah, me six dollars. We'll get it tomorrow. No $6. problem. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably upcharge it a bit, but it'll cost me six dollars. <laughs> but I gotta make money somehow. Uh, I've never actually bought followers, so nothing to worry about here. But <laughs> if do you actually want people to buy what it is you're selling? Then it's time for us to build community, and that's a very different feeling where you're actually investing in the people. You're you're starting conversations. You're commenting in genuine ways. Yes, it's a lot of work. Like it's not easy. And I always say, like even the clients who outsource to us, like they'll be like, "Well, I just want you to take care of it," mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. "It's it's not. A, I take care of it. It's a we collaborate because yeah. yes, I can drive your strategy. Yes, my team can make your content. Yes, I need you to show up in stories and talk about what you're selling. 
I need you to talk about what, because people want to buy from people. So I I think that's the thing that is so important when it comes to community and the difference between like those like huge metrics that people are looking for. It's like the real importance is actually, you know, are people buying your product? Mm -hmm. Are people excited about what you're doing? And are you creating super fans that are, are going to buy anything that you sell? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many things that you said here. For one, I don't know if you guys know the statistic, but you only need 250 raving super fans to create a seven figure business. Mm. Super fun fact. And number two is when you are actually not building a community and you are actually not the one in like your DMs or you are not actually the one commenting, people can feel it. So the number one question that people ask me all the time is, do you actually do your own engagement? 1000%. 1000%. I would never outsource that. And yes, I'm talking to a social media person. Me mm-hmm. personally, I would never outsource this because I only have one opportunity to talk to these people. Yeah. So why would I give away the one thing that generates the most sales in my business? I'm not going to hire this out to somebody else that doesn't talk like me. That's mm-hmm. not my voice, any of those things, right? So it's absolutely me because I know at the end of the day, lead generation is the number one thing in my business. So I want to lead. I want to be the person that's generating the leads in my business. Also, you cannot build community if it's not actually you personally. I don't Mm -hmm. think this is, this is my own opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be able to genuinely connect to Christina through someone overseas that's doing this for $7 an hour. Yeah. It's it's not going to be the same thing. It's not going to work. So that's a boom. That community is so, so, so important. So some of you guys know this. Some of you guys don't, I had a huge Instagram following. Mm-hmm. I was a fitness competitor. You know, my, in, my Instagram was a bunch of like scantily clad pictures. You guys can go search it. It's basically just my butt on my Instagram page. It's all it was right. I had a huge Instagram following and I shut it down a year and a half ago. And people thought I was nuts because they were mm-hmm. like, you're losing all your credibility. You have, you know, the swipe up at that time. You have all these followers and people are taking you so much more serious because you actually have all these followers. I was like, yeah, but like I have all these randos watching mm-hmm. my stuff. I see people watching my stories. Right. And I shut the Instagram page down and I started a new page about was well, almost a year ago. It was last Thanksgiving. And I built six figures, multiple six figures on 150 followers, 200 mm-hmm. followers, a thousand followers. You guys, I'm not even at 3000 followers and I've hit huge, massive milestones in my business. Yep. So you do not need these Mandy metrics, literally mm-hmm. throw them out the door. And also I would love for you, Christina, to talk about this from a social media aspect. Do people even pay attention to like credibility with that number anymore? I mean, nobody mm-hmm. has ever slid into my DMs and be like, I don't know if I should hire you because you don't have a lot of followers. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think people are much more keen on the transformation. You know, and that's actually something I said to a discovery call last week because they said, you know, I think that we should buy some followers. It would bring us to 5,000. That would feel good. I'm like, I'm sure that would feel good for you. And if that feels good for you, that's awesome. And if that brings you joy, that's fine. But that's not actually what I would invest my time or my money in because people are wiser to people buying followers. People are wiser to that stuff now. And we know that even on the Instagram algorithm, like you're not even being seen as much as you were before. So that's why your community is more important than ever. And if you think about it, think about all those people who come up on your page first, like where you're like, you know, you're one of those for me, Jillian, like where you'll come up for me if you post a reel and and I'm excited to engage with it. I probably like everything that you do. Right. So that's awesome. And like, I'm a super fan. And so you build those people up and those people are there for you when you have your offers and uh, when you're doing your sales. And I wanted to touch a bit on your engagement thing too, because I do think there's, there is a place where, you know, I think people need to be doing their own engagement and need to be doing their own DMS and they need to be cultivating their own community. And I think that's so important because 
no matter what, I don't have a single client that we do all of that for mm-hmm. because I just don't believe we can. No. Uh, so the only exceptions are sometimes physical products. Yes. So physical products are sometimes a lot easier for you to outsource all of that. We do engagement for service-based businesses as well, but it doesn't have the same feeling as a physical product where it can be a little less like, you know, we're not outsourcing this like for $7 an hour anywhere. And we have a, a huge team of people who do it, but we're just bringing leads to you. So we're just starting the conversation for you, but then it's on you to figure out the rest. Yes. And that's important because I'm not going to sell for you in the DMS like, and like, because people buy you. Mm-hmm. And because there's a sales coach out there, like when, you know, Jill, you, you have sales and social, I'm like so happy to be a part of it. Thank there you. are cheaper masterminds to be in, mm-hmm. but I chose your energy. Right. Yes. And like, I chose you. So it's like, yeah, like people, I can get people to your DMs, no problem, but people are going to choose you. And so you, that's why you need to own that. Mm-hmm. And you want people to be excited about you and your energy and get to know you because it's not common. People follow you on Instagram and buy right away. Mm-hmm. So you have to do some warming up, some lead, like some, you know, leads, like you need to warm them up to a spot where they're ready to buy. And do a little so, foreplay. Yeah. Foreplay. Exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing I actually find a lot, Jillian, and I don't know if you feel this too, is that I'll have people who ask me about things like ads and they'll say, I want to run an ad to my website. I'm just going to run an ad to my website. I'm like, no one's buying that. No. No one is buying that. You haven't offered them any value. Like, you know, you're not like giving them anything that is going to make them immediately buy a $3,000 coaching program. So like, let's show on the ads. I have, I have some ways that you can go around that, but like actually dive into your community, talk to people in the DMS so that when you sell something, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I love that you talked about that because as you know, I've never ran an ad. I don't even have a website if I actually wanted to drive people to that. But that is something that a lot of people do ask me about. Like, hey, should I Mm -hmm. run ads to my masterclass? Should I run ads to my webinar? Should I run ads to my workshop? And this is what I say every time. If you want to run ads, we can. I'm not the expert on this. I don't even know how to do it. So I'm not your go-to person. But for someone who is like the social media expert, Mm -hmm. what do you say about that in today's time? Yeah. So I'll be honest. I don't like to run ads. I do it extremely rarely and it's usually product-based businesses. You know, Steve Leiser, if I get someone yeah. to run an ad, it's usually him. I get to run it because he has a, a really good strategy. But my my issue with ads is that cost per click is more expensive than ever. Yeah. And, and like, if you can't, like, if you can get them to your site, you can get them to your Instagram, but if you can't convert them with the material, they're still not going to buy. Yes. So I know somebody who's spending 10 grand a month on ad spend plus yes. $5,000 to get someone to run these ads. Yes. Okay. They're not making $15,000 a month. Right. And they're coming to me and they're like, Oh, like, that's just like, I don't get why. And I'm like, you're doing nothing organic. Yeah. So someone is maybe enticed by your funnel, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they click and they go to your Instagram and it's barren and there's nothing there. And it's a graveyard and you're never in your stories. Like, <laughs> No one's buying that, right? So I think we are seeing more than ever, people are buying from people, people are leaning into relationships. And so why don't you get on the trend and like jump on there and like have some of those conversations and yeah, it's uncomfortable and yeah, it's time consuming, but all the best things are. Yeah. So as someone who does like social media for a living and this, you are an expert in this, what are some of the things that my audience can start doing today to make their social media better? I know it's, I know this is not a three hour podcast, so no, yeah, you're, yeah. you're probably like, you're probably like, oh, geez. Where do I begin? <laughs> so the first thing I always say, because I get asked this all the time, is is changing your mindset. So changing your mindset, I know everything starts with mindset, but really focusing on all about being community. I don't even like using the word followers. Like it's about your community. Showing up in your stories and building no like and trust. Creating social proof is a big one. Like show people that you sell things. 
So if you're like, and that people buy them. Yes. And that is a huge thing people miss Jillian is that like people are like, I have lots of coaching clients. I love, I love the coaches I work with and the coaches will be like, Oh, but you know, like nobody like is buying that. I'm like, they don't know you sell that. No. So you need to show them, Hey, I, you know, I just like launched this and 10 people just bought it. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Screen cap the email you got from Kajabi, like, you know, show excitement and you need to show up in the level and energy in your business that you want other people to show up in your interaction. (laughs) So showing up in your stories, talking about what you're excited about, and that's a big way to build no like, and trust, but really showing that social proof. So those are some of the few things. And then the other thing I would say that's absolutely massive is really just working on asking yourself where your ideal client is and being there. Like, and I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I haven't really made it big on Pinterest yet. I'm like, you won't. I'm yeah. just going to be, humble. you're not going to, <laughs> yeah. and like, that sucks for me to tell you that that's hard. But like the honest truth of it is you're not going to, because your ideal client's not there. Yeah. And so party where your people are, find them, you know, whether that's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, what communities are they in? Who are they following? Whose content are they liking? Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to build your own strategy rather than just trying to show up everywhere because that's definitely how people get burnt out. What about, let me use this as a great example. So obviously you're in sales and social. We just had an expert come in and talked about LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, you need to be on LinkedIn. It's the great place to be if you're a coach, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So someone like me, who she's mm-hmm. like, Jillian, you need to be on LinkedIn. Like it's a great place. It's a great resource. You should be on it. I actually don't really like the platform. Yeah. I don't really like it. For me, it's kind of boring. Nothing's really happening over there. I feel like I can't wear my baseball hat over there. And I'm not really, it's not really fun for me. So is that where you say like, okay, Jillian, you don't actually like the platform, so you shouldn't actually be on it. Or is that where you say, no, you should be on it. You need to learn it. I would say don't go on it. And Mm -hmm. that's controversial because I actually think, and I tell people this all the time. If you talk to me about what my thoughts are on the platforms you should be on, and then you go talk to somebody else, they're going to be different. And so it's it's that knowing of like trusting what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So like, for example, people always tell me, they're like, you should be on TikTok. Like, and I'm like, I've tried it. I don't like it. Like, I just like, it's so much work. I'm just like, I would have to invest like my whole life into this. Yeah. But Instagram, that's my community. Like I can grow on Instagram, no problem. I love it. I love showing up. Like it's, it's great. So I think asking yourself too, what feels authentic to you? Mm-hmm. Because even for example, like I have clients who have hate reels, hate yes, reels. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and so they'll be like, I never want to dance. I don't want to act. That's not part of who I am. And if that's the case, that's fine. But when you show up reluctantly, like you're a hostage at gunpoint dancing on a reel, like I totally understand why somebody is not going to buy from you, right? Like if you're sitting there like doing weird reels that you're not into, like, yeah, people are, people read that energy. So I think investing in the platforms that work 100% for you, that's what feels good. So good. So good. Christina, so my audience obviously is getting so much value out of this. I know they're going to love you as much as I love you. Mm -hmm. What do you have going on? Where can people find you? Yeah. The number one way is on Instagram. So you can find Obviously. me. <laughs> you can find me at Christina.bartold or at the social snippet. I spell my name with a K. And yeah, I would love to connect with you, hear what you think about the episode. And I'd love for you to join my community as well. And and Jillian, thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I love you. Think of you as the one of the biggest mentors. You are so great. You've taught me so much. So, so appreciative to share this space with you. Oh my God. So appreciative of you. I love what you're doing. Also tell, tell everybody what your podcast is. 
Yeah. You see, I didn't even do that. Yeah. yeah you can find, <laughs> you can find me at the build your digital community podcast. And we talk about all things building community online. So some of the things I talked about today go into a lot more detail and I always take questions. So if there's something that's burning for you on social, feel free to reach out. Amazing. You guys will definitely put all of her information in the show notes. Christina, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely adore you. Loving your community with you. And uh, until next time, friends, have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.